Today is the 27th Sunday after Trinity Sunday, and the Gospel reading a point for this day is from Matthew, the 25th chapter, beginning with the first verse. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. At midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding. And the door was shut. Afterward the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Here endeth the Holy Gospel. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from Jesus Christ, his Son, our Savior. Amen. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Thus we behold the visible church, a mixture of those who are wise and those who are foolish. In Scripture, ten is a number of completeness. Thus there are ten commandments, for example. The ten virgins are the totality of those who appear, outwardly, to be ready for Christ's return. All give the appearance of eagerly awaiting the return of the Christ in glory. But five are wise, and five are foolish, and the wise are those who are actually prepared for that day, while the foolish vainly go through the motions of outward appearances. The distinction between the wise and the foolish is not a distinction between the church and the world, but among those who are in the church. For those who are outside, all of the talk about the judgment day which concerns Christians is dismissed. As St. Paul wrote to the Thessalonians, But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. But you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes the thief in the night. For when they say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them, as labor pains upon a preg pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. The church in Thessalonica, Paul says, already knew these things perfectly. But the world in the day of the judgment, will be there will be those who will be saying, Peace and safety. The world will have confidence within the hearts of men, which is utterly misplaced. For they will believe that no judgment impends at precisely the moment when they will be eternally lost. Paul calls that which awaits them sudden destruction, is a calamity utterly unlooked for in their experience. These are men who have labored to accomplish their lasting security, or at least so they imagine. At the very moment when they think they have won their great victory against the fears and insecurities of life in this world, then all of their misplaced confidence will be blown apart in the twinkling of an eye, and they shall not escape. The world ignores the impending judgment, but that day has been a point of perpetual focus throughout the days of the church. A constant state of vigilance is the calling of the Christian, indeed of the whole church. The difference in the day of judgment will come between those who have been vigilant and those who have been content to give an appearance which is a lie. 
For five of the virgins, the preparations for the return of the bridegroom are in place. They have oil in their lamps, faith in a conscience which rests upon Christ Jesus. So the day of Jesus' return holds no terror for them, but only anticipation. But for the foolish, those who have no living faith, the day of judgment will find them unprepared. As I have said before, the church is focused upon the coming judgment at all times since the ascension of the Christ. But in church day, we will sing one of the great hymns of the Middle Ages, one by Bernard of Morlas, one of the great poets, For Thee, O Dear, Dear Country. Bernard was a monk who lived in the 12th century, and he wrote an amazing poem, De Contemptu Mundi, which cataloged the evils of his day, and did so quite exhaustively, and describes at great length the outcome of the day, coming day of judgment. For 2,955 lines, Bernard traced the decline of the world, and the nature of the judgment which is to come, and the condemnation which awaits the impenitence, and the hope of those who have faith in Christ Jesus. In the hymn which we'll sing today from Bernard, along with all of the rest of his hymns which are committed to our hymn book, we know that we have only a small fraction of that massive work which he wrote in his time. Like countless Christians before him and after him, Bernard knew that the measure of sin, of the sins of men, called out for, to, to heaven for divine judgment. For he wrote, O grief, excess, and ease which nourish sin are abounding, many shameful acts, lest I say all, are now overflowing. Every good rushes toward disgraceful deeds. Every man in his weakness proceeds toward disgraceful deeds. Every dignity rushes toward the beasts, every man is made a beast, death overwhelms all, and the sober life cries out, I have perished, O gods have mercy, guilty deeds thrive, my law is dead. Pious love cries out, O the image of the whole world is savage. Alas, now what kinds, how great, how many are the impieties of the world, or what an abyss is the world? Very great sins are exposed, the worst sins, sins neither known before, nor told before, nor done before. It pollutes the air to tell of sins so savage, so punishable, so fit for the stable, so dreadful, so secret. And Bernard was right. The world cannot endure long the burden of such wickedness. But man is no judge of that which is brief and that which is lengthy. To each man it is allotted to escape the reward of his sins for no more than a few decades unless he repents. Countless millions have departed this life already, and have gone, as the rich man did in the parable of Lazarus, to that punishment which awaits them. God delays the judgment of the entirety of the world according to his loving will. But the judgment which comes to each man comes at that hour which has been appointed. There were five that, in their foolishness, did not believe that the bridegroom would come that night, even though they had gone out to meet him. And each of us would do well to contemplate the brief time which awaits us before we shall receive such a summons. No man knows the day nor the hour, and that is most often true of our own individual day and hour, as it is for the whole of the world. But there are many who remain oblivious to the impending judgments, there are many who foolishly make no true preparation for the arrival of the bridegroom. But he will come again, and the saints of God will be filled with joy. On the night when our Lord was betrayed, after the Passover, after the institution of the Lord's Supper, 
St. Matthew records that the Lord took his disciples with him to Gethsemane and said to them, Sit here while I go and pray over there. But when the Lord had prayed to the Father, we read, Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping, and said, said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time, he went away and prayed, saying, O my Father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. He came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them, went away again, and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going, see my betrayer is at hand. St. Peter and the rest of the disciples boasted before of the way in which they would stand steadfast in the hour of trial. But when tasked with the simple labor of staying awake and praying, they utterly failed. If the Lord had not restored them by the working of the Holy Spirit, they would have been utterly lost. For the Lord said to St. Peter, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. When you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. The disciples slumbered and slept in the Garden of Gethsemane, as the Lord of life wrestled with that which he would soon endure for their redemption and ours. Jesus won the perfect victory for us to give us this hope of salvation through faith in him. The world is very evil, and many within the church foolishly lack any preparation. But our hope is in the Lord, who made heaven and earth, and who, when he has raised us from the dead, will grant a new heavens and a new earth to us, that we would live with him forever. The prophet Isaiah gives us a glimpse of that which awaits when he tells us by divine inspiration that in the new Jerusalem the Lord will be with his people. For he proclaims, I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people. The voice of weeping shall no longer be heard in her, nor the voice of crying. Through the word of the promise, the Holy Spirit guides us in the way of repentance and faith, establishing and strengthening faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God and Son of Man who is our hope and salvation. The one who is the true Son of God knows our every sin, and for each sin made atonement on the cross. The one who is the true Son of Man suffered and died for us, so that there would be a sufficient atonement for all sin. We have a living faith and trust in Jesus because the Holy Spirit created and sustained this faith. And the promise which the Lord has made will not disappoint anyone who believes and trusts in him who has made this promise of life and salvation to us. Soon, with joy, the saints will stand before the one who has purchased us with his own shed blood. Here is our hope and our life. For those sins which trouble our consciences, in particular, we flee to Christ and make confession, believing the absolution which is spoken to us, which promises pardon and peace. For the one who will not repent, he should not harbor delusions of a forgiveness for the impenitent. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The day will come when the bridegroom will arrive, and this troubled world will come to its end. In that day, the Lord will come in majesty, and we who are his own people will rejoice at his arrival. This is our hope and peace to await that day when the Lord will gather us and we will dwell with the Lord forever. Amen. Let us pray.
Absolve, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy people from their offenses, that from the bonds of our sins, which by reason of our frailty we have brought upon us, we may be delivered by thy bountiful goodness. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. The people of Salem Lutheran Church of Malone invite you to visit them today for the 10 a.m. worship service. Sunday school is immediately after the divine service. And this coming Wednesday evening, we will have a Thanksgiving Eve service. It will be a Vespers at 7 p.m., and we invite you to join us then as well. Salem was located approximately two miles north of Malone off of FM 308. And for more information on Salem Lutheran Church or these broadcasts, you may visit us on the internet at www.salemlutheranchurch.net. These broadcasts are provided through the support of the members of Salem Lutheran Church of Malone.